And either she had been treated or she had abandoned treatment that she just believed in God. And she, she, she used to go around ministering. And one of those days, they were worshipping and all of that. Let me make a long story short. When she finished ministering, she went to the bathroom because she had an urge. And the cancer fell out. The, the skin on the breast healed back. This cancer disappeared from every part of her body. Authentic testimony. Do you, are you getting my point here? These are the kind of stories you repeat. You tell somebody who will seek that kind of story. Faith is, look, the woman with the issue of blood, why did she get faith? How? She heard. She didn't just wake up in the morning and say, hmm, I must touch the hem of his garment and I will be made whole. No. It was when she heard. She heard the things, because read your Bible, she was not the only one that touched the hem of his garment. The Bible said at the point that everyone who touched was made whole. And then she went ahead. He said, you are still here. What happened? Everybody is touching the hem of that man's garment, that prophet. And they are getting healed. You are here. When she heard it, her only problem now is that I cannot go close because of the laws surrounding my situation. He said, look, when I've gotten healed, they didn't come and stone me that time. (laughs) Then she got to the Bible. She she went in, in the press. Just struggling to touch the hem of her of his garment, and and look, her faith had been so built by the stories she had heard, so built that when she touched the hem of the garment of the Lord Jesus, she collected such a dose of anointing. Now I, I can't be dogmatic about this, but this is what I think: she collected such a dose of anointing. Jesus wanted to lift his leg; the leg didn't move. <laughs> Just tried to move. You know, because you see, anytime current flows, all right, you perceive it. I mean, are you getting my point? Like now, if, if, if current flows into you, you know you perceive it. Yeah. But when it flows out of you, you also perceive it. You say, when does current flow out of me? I'm at hand. No, during dry season. You've not touched something, you get shocked. Yeah. Yeah. That current is not from that, it's from you. Oh, is your body discharging into it? Oh, for those of you who don't know, you know, sometimes during dry season, you want to touch something. In fact, sometimes you want to touch somebody. The current that flows, that shocks a lot of those times, is from you. It's as discharging from your finger that your finger, your receptors, they catch it. If you notice during dry season, those of you who hang out with me, I don't open my car door. If you get to my car, I'll tell you, open the door. <laughs> and you don't get shocked, why? The, the current is not in the car, it's in me. I generate a lot of it, I don't know why. <laughs> if it's an anointing, I'm also, <laughs> I don't know. But just by the way, I've discussed with people that some say maybe because of hair. If you have a lot of hair, I understand, you know, it rubs on your clothes. So it generates static electricity. Yeah, so it, it matters, all right? The hair, there are things that create electricity in your body. Your heart is always producing electricity. And just to educate, you know, I, tell, I say a lot of things. I noticed one method I use near my house. Got my gate, that's the one. If I, if I come to open the gate by myself, if I want to open the door of my house, dry season, ha! Huh? The jolts is so bad, it turned to prayer point. And the Lord gave me small wisdom. You know what's the wisdom? When I get there, I touch the wall first. Yeah, just touch the wall. The wall doesn't conduct as fast as metal, so it discharges slowly into the wall. You don't feel the jolt. It works 100% of the time. Must I teach you everything? <laughs> no, but it works. It works. I will learn that one from physics. The Lord just gave me that because he thinks used to disturb me. Ask my wife. I said, look, maybe he opened the door. I didn't used to like opening doors. My own is, hey. Back to our Jesus gist. <laughs> so, 
Now, what happened to the Lord is that this woman drew so much power from him. Two things happened. One, he tried to move. Hmm. Secondly, <laughs> he got electric spark where that woman collected her own from. That's what I'm talking about. Why d- she has so developed a, let's use the expression, negative potential because of what she had. That when she came in contact with power, power had to move. Power had to move. So the Lord Jesus paused like this. What was that? So it was electricity flowing. Who touched my garment? He said, no, who touched me? Somebody touched me. Hey, Peter said, with all this multitude touching you, you said one person. Sir, for your information, one person did not touch you. Fifty people. But Jesus understood. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. This kind of touch is the electricity transferring touch. Somebody touched me. It flowed into one person. So Peter, James, nah, this is a joke. Just when nobody moves, nobody, everybody put up your hand for search. The woman now came and confessed. Why am, I to- why am I talking about her? The fact that she had, what she had boosted her faith. That faith created the necessary environment for the power of God to be discharged into her. That's what we're talking about. The same manner when you want to pray. You understand? Tell a story. A story that magnifies the power of God. A story that lets you know that the power of God is available for every believer today. Start with a Bible story. Hear one or two testimonies. Uh, uh, recite one or two testimonies you have heard. If you do that before you pray, in fact, I have experienced it. When you are praying yourself, you know you are being heard. What happens is that your faith has been boosted. That's the effective praying we are talking about. It's taking, there's nothing, I've said earlier, there is nothing we want to go through in life, or we are going through, that we will go through, that has not been described, or there's no scripture that describes it. There is nothing. And that's why we have to take this our Bible now very seriously. It's not just something I read in the morning like, let me tell God I've read. No. No. <laughs> no. Believe me, all the answers, they are in here. You know, this man I've talked about many times, Derek Prince. Derek Prince said that when he, want, that he knew that he could get healed if he had faith. But he asked himself that, but I know I don't have faith. So for a long time, he was there. So I know that I can get healed if only if I had faith. But I don't have faith. And I heard, read Paul say, now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All he heard was faith cometh. Faith comes. It means, oh, it means faith can come. Faith can come. Oh, faith can come. So he took the rest of it. How does it come? It comes by the word of God, by hearing. Ah, that means it's a, if I imbibe the word, faith will come. So what do I need? Healing. All right, let me start. Let me look for what the Bible says about healing. So it started from Genesis. That's the dedication we are talking about. It started from where? Genesis. Genesis. He said, he bought a new Bible and got a blue pen and said, let me see what God says about healing. He began from Genesis and he began to read underlining everything that the Lord said about healing. So when he had reached Revelation, he said the whole Bible had turned blue. Because he was underlining with a blue pen or blue marker. By the time he reached Revelation, he said, I had a blue Bible. By that time, faith had been boosted. So he said, okay, now what's the next thing I do? Let me summarize it. I take the word of God as medicine. 
And he took that word as medicine. It took him three months. What doctor said was incurable disappeared. No, if I wish, there was a time I was ill when I was in Lagos that time. Very funny. I was ill, I was down. I, don't ask me why, but I just perceive this is, this is a spiritual problem. When I say spiritual problem, I don't mean witches are after me. I don't know. Why do people believe witches are after them? There are things I just can't, I can't swallow. Witches are after me. I can't believe you. Even if you're a witch, you come and say, I want you to know we are the ones after you. I'll tell you, you're just looking for attention. I won't give it to you. I'll make it clear I'm not going to give you. That time, <laughs> some, one interesting thing happened. I felt that it was malaria I had. The symptom was very funny. I was, I was in Lagos that time. That was before I married. So I said, all right, let me take a treatment. But long story short, this treatment failed. How did I treat it? It's simple. I will return to the thing that I knew that worked. I was not even studying the word for healing. I just took scripture and started reading. Started studying. This one of working morning, afternoon, and night was enough. I just took scripture and started studying. Are you getting my point? Of course, it took a few weeks. After that, I recovered well. One day, one doctor now asked, one of the younger doctors, he said, Chief, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. He said, what medicine did you take? Uh, I said, nothing. No medicine. I said, I realized it was, um, it was a spiritual weakness. I just went back and doubled on the dose of the word. He looked at me and shook. He said, like, this my guy has a problem. I didn't, I didn't want to tell him. He was the one that asked. He was the one that asked. Till now, I still do it. If I'm not feeling well, I know it's time to just sit down. Just put, ah, I love this device they call phone. It's the perfect way to get healed. Just lock it in your ears and lie down there. You will hear enough words to get healed. I think I've told you this story before when I was in Lagos. One of those days, I had not been feeling well for a few days. I woke up in the morning. I touched my face. The bombs were all over the place. Was another part of my body too. Was chicken pox. Faith needs to be boosted. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't just pretend like you have faith. Boost it first. If somebody's been immunized with for tetanus, if you come to clinic with an injury, you know what we do? You say, have you taken take immunization for tetanus? You say yes. We give you a booster dose. A booster. Just it's another dose of tetanus toxin that wakes all your immune system up. Boom. They will pour a lot of antibodies into your body. Any tetanus that tries you at that time, that's how it works. Faith also, you boost. That day before I prayed, don't just pray in such a manner that your faith will become weak. Before I pray, I still remember Supernatural Living Series, David Oyedepo. I went for tape number two. I sat down in my room and listened to it for one full hour. I just sat down there. The man was talking and talking. I listened to that many times before, but that day I took it again. Let's listen to this thing again. I listened to it, listened to it. When it was done, I still remember I was sitting on the floor. I now put my hand on my face and on my head. All the prayer I prayed was I cast the chicken pox to disappear. And I left it. I rubbed white powder on my face just to prevent people from noticing. My face was seriously bumpy. Make a long story short. That night, I went to sleep. When I woke up next morning, I'd even forgotten about the chicken pox. But I slept well, smoothly. Slept very, very well. When I woke up in the morning, I don't know, you know, you want to rub your eyes or something. As I rubbed my face, reflexly, I wasn't thinking about the chicken pox. It was the smoothness of the face that reminded God. Yes, you know, the bumpiness was still in the mind. So when the hand went over the face, the smoothness of the face reminded me there was something there yesterday. 
So I quickly grabbed the mirror and looked. Oh boy, is he a handsome boy? <laughs> see, handsome, I honestly, when I woke up, I didn't even remember. It was when my hand went over my face that I remembered. Why am I talking the story, talking about, about it? It was that, it wasn't, hey, this man had faith. No. It was that we had to boost, boost, you boost the faith. And let me tell you the truth. That is how you get healed constantly. It's not only when you fall sick. It's a constant thing. Look, Joshua, many people f- have too much faith in Joshua. Meanwhile, Moses is there. He's asleep. Aaron has gone to fish. Hall is chasing cricket around the wilderness. And Joshua wants to win the battle. Every little sickness, they are bolted to hospital. All the doctors there are Joshua's. Sometimes God uses them for... For curing people. But believe me, if Moses is not on your mountain, but Joshua will kill you for nothing. Joshua's, <laughs> I'm not taking faith away from doctor. Why is he smiling? When I start talking, he starts smiling. He's guilt. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> there is no Joshua that can help you if Moses' hands are not up. Every year, more than 50,000 Americans die because their doctors made a mistake. Yes. Death from medical errors in United... I'm not talking about Nigeria. In fact, there's one that my classmates were chatting about the other day. A girl who was a student in UK who had appendicitis because UK is always cutting budget. You know UK is a very funny country. Don't think everything... It's not heaven. It's another country run by human beings. If you are sick, if you have a headache and a toe ache... Hmm? If you go and see the doctor, you can only talk about the headache. If it's all about my toe, you tell you go and book for another appointment. That's another five weeks. So. Unless you have money. And for that headache, you have 15 minutes. Even if your grandfather had it, and all your children have it, you must tell that story in 15 minutes. You must finish examining you and deciding on your case in 15 minutes. Why? You're not the only sick person in London. What I've told you, you can ask from people who are there. I'm not joking. He said, this poor girl, she went to hospital. Abdominal pain. Doctor gave her, go and drink these two tablets. She'll go home. She'll come back again, abdominal pain. Finally, her parents said, come home. She landed in Lagos, went to a hospital. The Nigerian doctor said, ah, ruptured appendicitis. She died. She died. So, you know, my classmate, Charles, some of them are in the UK, we're different parts of the world. So, we're not telling people in the UK, say, ah, it's not heaven, this is happening. Because <laughs> I have a classmate that appears as if he lives in heaven, he lives in the UK. I said, ah, it's not heaven, this is happening. He wants to transmit it to us in Nigeria. We didn't manage you. I said, hey, wait, wait, wait. One of our surgeons in Calabar said, listen, oh boy, don't push it to us. You people could not diagnose this thing. You didn't know what was wrong with this girl until the parents said, come home. She now said, ah. They now said, wait, let me tell you another story. Another one now said, I know these stories. It's not the first time. You mentioned another Nigerian student went to hospital there again and again, and they did not do anything until the parents left Nigeria and went to UK. Good enough, they had money, and dragged the girl to a private hospital there. That one will have died. So don't think the Joshua's are spirits. That's what I'm talking about. So all these doctors are roaming around, whether Nigerian or Malawian or American or Yugoslav doctors, I don't care. They are Joshua's. If, Moses, if the hands of Moses are not up, on your mountain. You rush to Joshua. Joshua will kill you for you. Why? 
He said, cursed is the one who trusts in flesh. You are ill, you have to go to a doctor, there's not a problem. But please, before you move, ask Moses, wake up. Moses, climb the mountain. Keep your hands up. This Joshua wants to go to battle. What is Moses? The word of God. The word of God can guide the hands of Joshua. One woman and her husband, whose story Ben Carson told, that's what happened to them. They went to one Joshua. Joshua said, it's incurable. The, do- the son had bring a cancer in the brain. Went another Joshua. The Joshua said, it's incurable. This is what they prayed and prayed. And they came to Ben Carson and said, the Holy Spirit said, we should come and see you. That you will handle this matter. Ben Carson being a Christian, understood with them, but didn't take, it, take their word for it. Let's check. He checked and checked and checked and returned the verdict. Incurable. The young boy, like, like five, six, less than ten, is going to die. They said, no, you don't understand. That the Holy Spirit said, you will treat this boy and this boy will live. He said, he's used to faith people. Boy, so he doesn't let them bamboozle him. He checked and checked again and said, sorry. This boy's type of cancer is growing in a bad place. It kills and there's no treatment possible because it is invading a vital part of the brainstem. In fact, the brainstem. And the brainstem is something you don't touch. It's a connection between your whole brain and the rest of your body. Brainstem drops into the spinal cord. So you don't touch it. What controls your heart and your breathing is lying down inside there. Doctors keep away from it. This boy's cancer was growing inside there. So they can't remove the cancer. The parents say, you don't understand. The Holy Spirit said. So what did they do? See, but under pressure, the man said, okay, no problem. Okay, let me get our own pathologists to look at a new tissue. Let's take the boy to theater. So they went to theater. As soon as he opened the boy's skull, got to the brain, he looked over and said, wow, just like they said, cancer everywhere. This is going to kill this boy. There's nothing I can do. He said, well, so before we leave, let's just take a bit of the cancer and get to our pathologist. Let them make our own diagnosis in Johns Hopkins. So fine, he took it, covered the brain back, and went back. Pathologist returned diagnosis, bad cancer. She said, that's what the other people said. They, they repeated the x-ray, the MRI, and looked closely. Suddenly he saw that the cancer actually, because he took a bit of it out to send it to the pathologist, that had reduced the bulk of the cancer. By reducing the bulk slightly, just marginally, the next scan he did, he actually saw a small gap between the cancer and the brainstem. He said, wow, it's not growing inside. It's only wrapped around it. Took the boy back to theater instantly and started clearing cancer, clearing it, scraping it off. He said, now I can touch it. I'm sure it's not inside the brainstem. He scraped and scraped and scraped, removed the whole, every one bit he could see. And good enough, it came out. Covered the boy back. Within hours, the boy started showing signs of recovery. Days the boy was recovering, was awake, he was beginning to talk. Ah, he was excited. He came to them and said, well, it's a kind of aggressive cancer. We now need to start chemotherapy. That's anti-cancer drugs. And the parents said, no, it will not be necessary. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Are you getting my point? That you've done the one you're supposed to do. Then Cassie said, after that point, he couldn't argue. That it was their persistence that made him do what he did. What I'm trying to say, Joshua only succeeded because Moses was on the mountain. I've told the story before of Gary Carpenter. Gary Carpenter, one day, he said his faith was low. He was essentially backslidden. 
And the problem of white people is what we call melanoma. Melanoma is a, one of the worst types of cancer that doctors know. It's definitely the worst cancer of the skin. And it's an affliction of white people. An average white man fears melanoma than he fears God. He will sin against God, but he will not sin against melanoma. No, I'm not kidding about it. God can say you can't divorce your wife, they will divorce her anyway. If melanoma says don't go out in the sun, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they fear because he doesn't have treatment. There's only a few years ago that is, where they have this, this group of drugs and they are trying on it. But generally, it's one of those bad cancers. Then this man one day, Gary Carpenter woke up on his back. They saw a black thing growing. It was growing and growing. The wife looked and said, I think we should see a doctor. They went to the doctor. It's a melanoma. Sorry. It's on the back. There's nothing we can do. You're going to die. Put your house in order. You will die and not live. They were Christians. They knew they needed to pray. But the man said something to his wife. He said, my faith is so low, I can't pray. So the man said something, what do we do? So he and his wife, they prayed, they prayed together. They didn't pray about the healing. He said, because I can't believe God for healing. My faith is too down. So what do we do? He said, let us pray to God that it is not as bad as that doctor said. He said, he said, I can't believe that, I can't believe that. So they, they joined her and prayed. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus, let this not be as bad as the doctor said. And they said, Amen, they believe it. They were referred to MD Anderson Cancer Center for treatment. They got to MD Anderson Cancer Center. The doctors there went about, maybe they looked at the slides from the other hospital and looked at it and said, Oh, you're very lucky. This is what we call superficial spreading malignant melanoma. You're lucky it's only spreading on top. We'll take it out from beneath, take the whole skin out, and you'll be okay. So they went, operated him. There's a way they do the operation. Checked all the nose that drained that area. The nose were free, took it out. Finished the surgery and declared him cured. And he's cured till today. God works in mysterious ways. Are you getting my point here? The man said, can you believe God for healing? He said, I can't. My faith is too low. His wife and he said, what do we do? Let's ask God that it's not as bad as what the other doctor said. When they go to the special, the special, they just say, oh, this is not as, I mean, well, let me not teach you too much. Uh, anyway, you, you are learning. So, <laughs> they thought it was nodular malignant melanoma. They said, no, it's not, no, it's superficial spreading. And that was the first time doctors were knowing about superficial spreading. Before that time, all of them in the same group. So, but they had not done studies and found out that some of them actually spread in a funny way. They spread across the top of the skin. They're not as bad. So they went and harvested, cut it from deep below, and they were able to clear it entirely. Now, Father was a doctor's tried. No, Joshua only succeeded. That's what I'm telling the story. Because the hands of Moses first went up on the mountain. It was a prayer that they prayed that manifested in the skill of Joshua. Are you getting my point? Let's rise to our feet. Just watching my time. Joshua does not have any, any healing in himself. Joshua does not have any victory in himself. What Joshua has is a manifestation of the position of the hands of Moses. I hope you're getting my point here. What is the hand of Moses? It is the mouth of the believer. It is the tongue of the child of God. What is he carrying? He's carrying the staff of God, the rod of God, which is the word that God has spoken. Because I spent so much time talking about healing, I want us to lift up the word of God about healing. And as you are lifting up this word, remember that it's going over your body. It's going over the body of everything that connects to you, like your wife, your children, your household. 
in that house, sickness is driven away now by the entrance of this word. Let's start with thanksgiving. Say, Lord, I thank you. Repeat after me. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because Jesus died. Say, Lord, I thank you that that sacrifice was for me. Say, I thank you. That blood washed me. Ah, Say, me. Me. My, household. my household, everything that connects with me, that, that, blood that blood washes it clean, washes it, it washes me clean, washes my household clean, my household that, blood that blood is speaking for me, is speaking, speaking before the throne of the Almighty God, is speaking for me, Lord, that blood is speaking for me, and I thank you for it. Your own will just thank the Lord for a minute or so. Just say, just say thank you. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. It's a sign of gratitude. It's a sign of faith. Thank you is a sign of faith. It shows that you believe. 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 Now say, say, in the shedding of that blood, my sin was nailed to the cross. My sickness was nailed to the cross. And my illnesses were buried. Say, himself took my sicknesses and bore away my pains. Say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Say, I was healed and now I am healed. Say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Say, that blood is speaking health over my life. And I join with it. And I declare health is upon me in the name of Jesus. Now say, I am healed totally from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I am healed totally from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Say with the blood of Jesus, nothing is incurable. It took every affliction from the root, nailed it to his cross, and buried it with the old man. Say in the name of Jesus, I am healed. Whether it's genetic or it's from the environment, whatever be the cause is irrelevant. The cure is the same. The cure is the same. And it is effective. It is a precious blood of Jesus. That blood has sealed the word of God. And it said it is effective for me. Say the Lord is my healer. The Lord is my healer. Say Jesus my healer. Christ is my healer. Say the Father is my healer. No affliction can stay on my body. Say he will not put it on my body. You know, God said to them, I will not put this in on you that I put on the Egyptians. Paul now said it like this. He said, who, who can stand it? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is your healer, who can be the sickness on your body? Are you getting my point here? That there is nothing that is incurable. That is the summary of it. There is nothing. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? He said, is it Jesus himself that died? No. He said, no. Did Jesus that died for you? No, 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 no. He will not be the one to separate you. Listen to me. There is nothing incurable. Amen. Nothing is incurable. Amen. 
the predictions of normal science. <laughs> oh God, you know the latest joke? One of our brothers forwarded it to me. Up to recently, oldest woman in the world just died. That was last week. And she was 117 years old. Now that's not the gist. The gist was that the woman hated fruits and vegetables. This thing that they said will keep you alive. Said the woman hated it. That she ate meat, egg, and pasta. That is, you no know, macaroni, you know, spaghetti. The very things I said, don't eat to, yes. it will kill you. So that's all the woman ate. She hated fruits and vegetables. So one of our brothers is in UK, now forwarded it to me. He said, Pastor, this thing you have been saying, look at it. <laughs> I had a good laugh. Listen, your health, your long life is not in the food. It's in the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, any cancer that wants to grow your body, with God's word now that we have declared, I call it cursed in the name of Jesus. It withers, it dies from its root now in Jesus' name. If it has not been diagnosed, good. Die there. You will never be diagnosed. If it has been diagnosed, doesn't matter. Be cured in Jesus' name. Listen, the Joshua, the doctor, they are not the source of healing. They are fighting their battle. It's good. We're not saying they shouldn't do their job. Sometimes some people need it to boost faith. Yeah, really. That's a matter of fact. It's difficult for a lot of us to just stay at home and say we won't take treatment. And the fact that you are not taking doctor's treatment is not proof that you have faith. You may be trying what somebody has tried. You don't have faith, you have copy. <laughs> yeah, some people are copying other people. It's not like they have faith. But what I'm, what's my teaching for today? Remove your eyes from Joshua. Let Joshua be fighting his battle. Let the doctor be doing his test and be doing his work. But when he comes, let him meet your eyes closed. You are Moses, in quote. You are lifting up something. Yes. The time that the prince was getting healed, he started in hospital. That he was in hospital. Some people came and carried him to the distance. Started speaking in tongues and all of that. So when he left the place where they spoke in tongues, he said the car shook. They were praying, all of them were agitated under the power of the Spirit. See, when I left the place, I was as sick as when I entered the car. Say, but one of them gave a word of prophecy. He said, consider the work of the cross. Complete in every dimension. I'm giving you, I didn't get his words correctly now. Complete in every way, perfect in every respect, something like that. So he took that one away. And said, ah. He began to meditate on the work of the cross. And that's how he got healed. The healing of God may not always be dramatic, but it's working. I hope you're getting my point. Let's get some healing dose again. Say in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Life is working in me. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Because the blood has been shed. Because the the word has been released. Because Because I have believed. I have have passed out of death. I have passed out of death. death. And I have passed into life. life. For all these reasons. Life is working in me. Healing is working in me. It's reverting every genetic problem. Now speak to your genes. Say, be corrected. Speak to it. Say, be corrected. In the name of Jesus, every affliction will not arise again. Now you will say amen to this. I speak to you. You will not eat fruit of that affliction again in Jesus' name. 
you will not eat fruit of that affliction again in the name of Jesus. Fathers, mothers, when you get home, lay hands on your own children too. It is the word that is working. It's not Pastor Banky. It's the word. That word will work no matter who is applying it. Let's say this about faith. Faith many times is just simply, just obey what you were told to do. A man came to Jesus. Have mercy on me. What is your problem? I want to see. So Jesus spat on the floor, made clay, put on his eyes. Said, now go and wash in the pool of Siloam. That's what he told him. Go and wash. If that man stayed there and he didn't go, he would have still been blind 2,000 years after. If he got halfway and did not wash, he would have still been blind. What was faith? Simply go there and wash. Naaman, you know, Naaman didn't understand faith. Though. In fact, he was provoked. He got angry. Deep in the Jordan seven times. The man said, Lila, is it because I, this man is implying I've not been having my bath? And that was the anger. When Elijah said, Elisha, said, tell him to dip in the Jordan seven times. He said, this man is implying I've not been bathing. He said, don't I have better waters back home? <laughs> the master, the servant said, sir, if the man asked for a difficult thing, will you have done it? He said, yes. He said, now, what is the big deal about dipping? He said, if we finish dipping, it doesn't work. We will go home. Faith many times just simply obedience to simple instructions that have been given. The man went in, dipped seven times. And you know what happened? Yes. You know the rest of the story. When he came out of the water the seventh time, it was as if a little baby had been born. His skin was so perfect. What am I saying? I'm giving it to you as an instruction. Parents, when you get home, especially if you have a sick child, say, have I been called to ministry? I have an anointing to heal. Are you the word of God? <laughs> The word, let me just tell you, has been called to ministry. Yes, sir. The word has anointing to heal. Take the child, if it's a small child, carry. And listen, whether they are sick or not, all of them. Because yes. this word kills sickness that wanted to come next year. Yes. This word eradicates sickness that will have come in 18 years. Yes. What are you talking about? Let's kill everything now. Yes. Lay hands on that child, carry, cuddle that child. Lay, even if he's taller than you, put hands. Say, oh boy, kneel down here, let me bless you. Just put your hands and utter the word of God. It's simple. He himself took, use the word our. Himself took our infirmities and our diseases. By his stripes, you have been healed. That's all. Do you need many things? No, no. Say, you are healed in Jesus' name. Cast that one. away. carry the next one. Do it to all the children. Many of us killed dutifully for immunization. See where they are giving vaccines. All the women will queue up with all the babies. But you know, we hardly remember to immunize spiritually. Everybody needs to give injection to these children. When you get home, between now, this night, what are you doing to wait until tomorrow morning? Are they not leaving your house? Okay, if you travel, don't worry, when else you go home? If you want to do anointing, go and look for oil, but I didn't send you that one. It will not reduce anything, but just, just alter a scripture. I don't want, hey, Kalabagaga, I speak to you. What is all the noise about? Just carry the child, put your hands. Say himself took our infirmities and our diseases. Say, by his stripes, you have been healed. In the name of Jesus. That's a, 15 seconds. One by one. One by one. If the child is big, tell her, bow down, kneel down here. Two hands on your head. You, anybody under the, that is under your authority, connected to you, that word will heal them totally in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Oh, I have an appointment for doctor for tomorrow. Still go, don't worry. But don't go until you have done this. Don't go until you have done this. Joshua will kill you if you go. I, I know what I'm telling you. You know, because I preach, many of you don't know what I seem from Monday to Friday. I, let me scare you. I have seen young girls that have small tumor in the ovary. Pathologist diagnosed. The doctor removed both ovaries, removed her womb and everything, and she's only 17. When I saw it later, there was just small tumor that was killed by simple treatment. They had removed both ovaries, removed her uterus. No, she was 18. I have seen women's breasts cut off because the pathologist made the wrong diagnosis. You're rushing to hospital as if it's God that is there. There's nothing I've told that's theory. Nothing that I've told that's theory. Our professor, Kathy Sojourn, said when he was a student in UK, a man had hernia. Hmm? Hernia. He went to hospital. Young, fit man, about 30, went to hospital. <laughs> they wheeled him to theater for hernia. They oddly, mistakenly wheeled him into the wrong theater. Into the wrong suite inside the theater. True story. In London. Those ones had young doctors there ready to operate. <laughs> Except that they operate on the chest. And they were expecting a patient that had cancer in the lungs. And they sent for that one. So as that one came, you know, they said, what we do in medicine? The big guy was coming. The young boys can start. I mean, opening up is not a big deal. Inside, they won't do that. They, they cut off one rib because to get, get, get good access to the lungs, they removed one rib, opened the man's lungs, looked. Handsome lungs. No sickness. Ah, then they panic. At that time, Oga had come. Oga was still scrubbing. Oga walked in there, looked, and said, this cannot be our patient. He looked, where's the x-ray? He looked on the board. Ah, this cannot be our patient. That was when, either they checked the tag in the leg, or they now removed the screen, because the said will have covered the face. They check, oh, he? Oh, now somebody else, oh, this guy came for <laughs> hernia treatment. Oh. So, okay, what did they quickly do? The rib, they don't come, they don't come on that rib, that rib is gone, forget that thing. They quickly covered the guy back, covered everything back. Ah, see, how would take explain? You know what made the story interesting? The boy died. This happened in London. If you want to finish you with story, you won't come out here today. My friend's father went for operation. Nothing big deal. He went to one of Nigeria's best hospitals. They just put the injection to send him to sleep, and he died. Simple operation. That injection, the man died. The injection they just gave him, he reacted one funny way to it. They battled. The man died. Surgery did not lie. They were there for 45 minutes trying to wake him up. Next, we got out to bury him. Don't run to hospital thinking God lives there. As they do good, then they do bad. You know why? They are both flesh. Yes, sir. That is why. No, they are not wicked people. The people that are talking about spend six years undergraduate, one year NYC, one year house job, one year NYC, five, six years postgraduate training. And at the end of the day, I'm a teacher. There. I tell people I have trained, say, you don't know anything. But people won't know you don't know anything, that they will queue up and be handing their lives to you. They don't know. Am I saying you don't go to the hospital? No. I said, Joshua, before you go out to battle, ask Egbon Moses, where are you? <laughs> Moses, you didn't sleep? No, Moses, you can't sleep. Oh. Up to the mountain. If you can't go alone, call Aaron and her. As I'm going to battle, you guys be there praying. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Many of you have listened to me long enough. You've seen the things. I, I warn about some things, like the cholesterol thing. I said, this thing is a lie. 
30 years after the whole world has been told, don't eat cholesterol. Last day, the father says, sorry, it was a mistake. Cholesterol in your food does not kill you. And Christians will settle down and eat God's word before they go out. Let's take some dose again, my brethren. Say, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. You know, Jesus went to the Isle of Patmos and told John, I am the beginning and the end. I hold the keys of death and of Hades. You know why he said that to John? Don't worry. Nero can't kill you if I don't say so. Say, Nero cannot kill you if I don't say so. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus. My life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. My death is in your hands. I cannot die without your approval. And you have given me life. Therefore, I have confidence. Say, therefore, I have confidence. Therefore, I have confidence. Therefore, I have confidence. That's it. Let's say it again. Say, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, every affliction has been broken. Every sickness has been removed. Every genetic disorder has been corrected. Every cancer has been uprooted. I said something last time. Let me say it again. And listen, I'm praying for you so you say amen to it. I speak to every organ in your body. You are walking in the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Therefore, receive the life of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will walk well, amen. function properly, amen. and serve the purpose of God. Amen. I speak to that kidney, wake up. Amen. That pancreas, wake up. Amen. That heart, wake up. Amen. Those eyes, wake up. In the name of Jesus. Because you are serving in the temple of the Holy Spirit. I say to you, be perfected. Remember, age is not a disease. Age is not a disease. Your brain is not shrinking. Strength is in your bones. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give God thanks in our own words for a minute. Our Father will give you thanks. In the name of Jesus we have prayed. Now let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death. And we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil. Because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please bless somebody on your left or right. This is your season. Bless another person. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Please bless one more person. This is your season of multiplication. Now bless yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion. All right, cheer up, brethren. God bless you.